Guys, welcome to another From the Sound. Uh, your host, Landon Bruce here. Uh, just me today, no Jake Burr. Um, I thought today we'd talk about the NBA free agency. It's uh, pretty much over at this point. Most of the free, the big names have either re-signed or moved on to new teams. So I thought we'd just kind of go through my opinions on the good, the bad, the teams that maybe made some interesting picks and... I don't know. I have a team that's just labeled under the I don't really know. They're just such a young team, so we'll just see about that. Um, I thought we start with the good. Let's let's just kind of recognize the teams that have actually had a pretty good off season. for For the most part, it's been a pretty like straightforward off season, just pretty cut and down to the wire, simple and all that stuff. So, but uh, one of the first teams I have on here is going to be the Kings. I think they kind of just they realize well we're not really. We're not going to win. We're not in great contention, you know, with let alone the people on our, our division. There's no way we're going to come out of our conference. But they made some moves to help improve them a little bit and maybe make a playoff run. You know, they have Sabonis, a new coach, making De'Aaron Fox maybe just have a better year than last year after being super underwhelming last year. Um, but they signed... Malik Monk on a two-year, $19 million deal. Um, not a big splash, but someone will give him a little bit of scoring and shooting and maybe a little bit more length on the outside as well. And then they traded for Kevin Herter. And what I'm pretty sure is just a small trade, nothing crazy about it. Um, I'd have to double-check on that one. Um, but I like the trade for Kevin Herter. It's nothing crazy. It works for the Hawks kind of in a way to kind of give up a couple pieces. Uh, yeah, the Hawks get Justin Holiday, Maurice Harkless in a first, and uh, the Kings get Kevin Herter. Nothing a 2024 first, so nothing like an immediate danger or like it's kind of a win-win for both teams. Um, for the Hawks, they just kind of get rid of a piece that might not fit alongside of their new offense so it just kind of works and so I think it's a pretty good trade and Kevin Herter is one of those guys who hasn't really been able to stand out and maybe this will just kind of give him like a a restart and hopefully just another piece to tie into the the Kings to help them be better uh moving on from them uh we'll go to I have the Blazers I think the the Blazers were very active um in free agency re-signing uh, Anthony Simons and uh, Nurkic. Um, they might have overpaid Nurkic just a little bit, four-year, $70 million deal, very similar to that of um, the Knicks, Mitchell Robinson, who I believe was on a four-year 60, yeah, four-year $60 million deal. Um, just kind of crazy to pay centers that much. Now, Nurkic is a little bit better, but still quite a bit of money to... Um, to lay down on him, I think, for such a for an older player um, whose value is kind of going down. Um, I also kind of feel like the Blazers are kind of in this weird slump of like, are we gonna like prepare to win now, or do we kind of want to wait and see if we can go from there? But you also bring in Gary Payton the second, great piece for the Warriors, um, defensive minded, help them out tremendously in their championship run i think adding him to the blazers is going to be huge for dame especially and anthony simons who are also like not great defenders um 
to hopefully buy into this team mentality of defense. Um, and then you had Drew Eubanks, who's just, you know, a bottom tier fill in the roster guy, but you never know with such a with a young potential guy like that. Moving on to, I think a team that would surprise most of you would be uh, the Utah Jazz. Um, Utah Jazz have made a lot of moves this offseason. Now, I think we all think of the big one, which was the Rudy Gobert trade to the T-Wolves. Um, and, you know, I think getting five first-round picks, four or five first-round picks is amazing for Rudy Gobert for the on the Jazz's uh side now they're fielding calls for um donovan mitchell and i think that they've realized that we can't win with donovan mitchell and rudy gobert we gotta break them up we gotta find what what we can do how we can win they notice they have some young guys uh one of the guys i'm kind of excited to watch play is jared butler uh coming out of uh baylor on that on their championship team he was a high-end scorer for them. He got hurt. Davion Mitchell kind of took over and kind of started leading that team. But behind them was Jared Butler scoring a bunch of points for them, putting them in good games. And so I think he could be another great piece who could have an outstanding year alongside of Donovan Mitchell if they decide to keep Donovan Mitchell. But on top of that, they traded Royce O'Neal for a first-round pick. They just got a lot of assets, kind of like the Thunder, to rebuild and restart with through the picks and just kind of draft a new team. So that... I think is exciting for them. Um, moving on to probably one of the teams I think had the best offseason um, and I think could could make a pretty good run uh, is going to be the Nuggets. So first off, they signed uh, Jokic to the Supermax, which I believe is the um, biggest contract in NBA history. I think it's $270 million, $264 million. Uh, roughly, yeah. I mean, that's a five-year, $264 million, so pretty big contract. Of course, well-deserved, back-to-back MVP, um, carrying their team, arguably that playoff spot and a win over the Golden State Warriors. So, But I think their other two pieces who aren't such big splashes were also very good. Adding Bruce Brown on a two-year, $13 million contract extension is huge. It's going to help Jokic on the defensive end um, a lot, and it's going to help with like the hustle boards and the little tiny things that we don't also, we don't really give credit to big guys for, but he was a huge part of the Nets. I wouldn't say season, but against the Celtics, he did look like he was the best, one of the best, most consistent players the Nets had after KD was struggling and Kyrie had a good game one, good game two, and then just kind of fizzled out. And so, but I felt like Bruce Brown gave, his productivity, what you expected out of Bruce Brown in every game. Um, and then their other good signing was KCP, two-year, $30 million. Maybe a little overpaid, but you're getting a guy who can play defense, spot up and shoot, which is going to be huge for Jokic. And then you add guys like Jamal Murray back who hasn't played. You're not really sure what you're going to get from him, but if he comes back to what he was, that would be huge. Michael Porter Jr., if he comes back, Will Barton, Monte Morris, like, they're a very set and deep team. Then you have Bones Highland as well, a rookie who played amazing in the playoffs. So I think that they, they could be a serious title contender as long as they can stay healthy. And now that's been the big issue for them is down the stretch, they've all the last couple of years they've been losing big-name players. But I think we forget that 
they beat a healthy Clippers team um, in the bubble, and they ended up losing to the Lakers in that bubble there. But other than that, they were pretty straightforward and and doing pretty good and competing on their own. So I think that this team has a good window um, and can match up fairly well against everyone, kind of in a bigger size, but faster and can move downhill a little bit better than uh, most teams at that size. Um, moving on, the Clippers. I think um, the Clippers kind of talked about them just a second ago, but they added, they've realized, you know, we have the pieces, but maybe just grabbing a couple more will help us to hit over that hump and really give us give us the opportunity to win. I think everyone can uh, agree that the Clippers have been really underwhelming They, <laughs> at the end of the day. They've just kind of like, they have the roster and they just haven't been able to do anything with it. And you're kind of coming to got to be like the last year or two of Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George's contract here. And at this rate, they haven't, s- the only reason that they would stay would be because they chose to be there and that's their, you know, um, oh, I was totally wrong. Kawhi's got two years left, three years left, counting this year. So, so you have kind of that time frame as Kawhi's getting older. I'm sure Paul George then is on a similar salary like that. But you had guys like John Wall, who before his injury was playing some of the best basketball. I just remember the IT versus John Wall series, Wizards and and uh, Celtics there, and that was one of the best series that we've had in a long, long time of just back to f- back and back. Back and forth, that's what I'm looking for. Back and forth of two great players just going at it. Just trying to give each other buckets to see who's going to win this and then, you know, move on and play LeBron in the the semis or the finals, whichever one it was. But it was just, he was at such a high level, getting paid a bunch of money. Unfortunately, bounced around, played with injuries, and couldn't get to to the player he once was. And so now maybe being a third option, I believe he said, like, you really think the third best defender on your team can guard me? You know, so him being there is, is going to be huge. They also brought Nicholas Batum, which is going to be good. Uh, veteran presence. Nothing too special there, but they brought him on a cheap contract, so that helps. And then you bring back Zubak. They're set. You know, they're they're another team that, like, they've played with each other long enough. They should be able to make a decent run and make a push. For a playoff with a healthy Kawhi, and you're also, you know, Kawhi's getting older, Paul George is getting injured, older, but they're also both these players getting injured a lot more regularly now, and uh, <clears throat> their their time their window could be closing due to just how much their bodies have been taking on. Uh, we'll just stay in the in the Western Conference, moving to what I had is like, the eh, not bad, nothing crazy, nothing that's going to make your team that much better. Um, but just they just made some moves. I, I kind of have the Rockets in this. Um, they didn't really do anything, no big-name signings, but they got rid of John Wall, got rid of that contract. That's huge for them. Didn't have to re-sign that. I would like to see them probably move on from Eric Gordon, maybe try to get a young asset like a Town Horton Tucker or – Austin Reeves from the Lakers or maybe try to send him to the Warriors for a for a young asset and Wiseman or something like that you know or just one of these teams that is contending just to get rid of your older guys you have such a young roster that to kind of grow them up 
would probably be the ideal way to go. And so, no, they haven't done anything crazy, but definitely nothing bad, nothing to hurt them. And so we'll just kind of see where it goes from here. Uh, moving on, uh, the Spurs, kind of the same with the Spurs. Haven't really done anything. I think their only good signing I saw was Isaiah Roby, who is an interesting one, struggled with the Thunder, but could have a, a bigger role here with the Spurs. I know they lost Lonnie Walker, and a lot of people think that's a good signing for the Lakers. I think it's okay. I think uh, he's been given quite a bit of opportunity to, with the Spurs, starting, not starting, coming off the bench, you know, just many different roles, and he just hasn't seemed to flow well. And who knows? Everything with the Spurs can be completely different now that DeJounte Murray's gone. Also, I believe they just re-signed Keldon Johnson to a pretty big contract, um, which is okay. I think... What they're saying is now that they want Keldon Johnson to be their guy. Yeah, four-year, $20 million, or a $80 million contract, $20 million a year. Um, so I think they're just saying that they want him to be their guy from now on, which, you know, it's not bad. He 17.6 rebounds, you know, nothing in 31 minutes. That's not bad stats. So maybe on a team without DeJounte Murray, you could really see him step up and, and be that guy. So you never know. So it's, it's not a bad contract, but I think they're just proving – putting putting faith in Kelton Johnson to make the next step and become the leader of that team. Moving on from them, I have the Grizzlies. Now, the Grizzlies are kind of an interesting one. Um, they they signed, they re-signed Jaw to uh, a max, which is, you know, huge. We all expected it. Um, the, uh, the other one that I think was huge was re-signing uh, Tyus Jones. Um to a contract, to a uh, two-year $30 million contract. And uh, he's been a very big part of that team uh, after Jaw goes to the bench. And I think one of the reasons why they were able to win so many games without Jaw is just because of how he handled the ball, facilitated the ball, and not turned the ball over. Um, he is one of the best guards uh, in turnovers to um, assist ratio. And that was huge for them. And so, you know, bringing him back was huge. Now, I would have loved to see other teams go out there and make an effort to grab him um, because he's just such a valuable piece that a team like the Suns would have been, it would have been huge, or the Pelicans. Probably the Pelicans would have been huge for them just to grab another point guard. Um, maybe even the Lakers. Um, so teams like that, I think, I think could have benefited from him as well and just to see his market you know and who knows he might have just been loyal and wanted to stay with the Grizzlies and you know that is what it is at the end of the day but I definitely would have liked to see um, a bigger push for him and then they just bring back John Contra on a three-year uh, 19 million dollar contract nothing nothing too crazy I believe in this offseason um you have so many young pieces that you're kind of just hoping that Jaron Jackson takes a leap um you lost Kyle Anderson so you have another three spot to fill um, well, not to fill, but you have, yeah, it's, it's gone on your, on your bench. So you'll probably see more minutes from Brandon Clark and you lost, uh, D'Anthony Melton, um, which I think is probably going to be, um, maybe one of the, the bigger, um, losses for them. Um, and him going to Philadelphia, I think is a great trade for the, for Philly. Um, and it, trying to pull up the trade here so I can see it. Um, 
And then I know that the Grizzlies got uh, Danny Green. Now, um, unfortunately, Danny Green suffered that injury at the end of the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see what he will be. But you have so many young pieces there in Memphis that you're just kind of hoping that these guys take the next step. Probably hoping Zaire Williams um, will step up, which is probably why you're not why you didn't re-sign Cal Anderson. I probably would have liked to see him get traded last season, but you just move on. Um, and then you have guys like Brandon Clark who need to step up as well. Even more, he played great in the playoffs and was getting you great minutes. And so um, you have all the pieces, but DeAnthony Melton's going to be kind of a, a big loss on the sense of that defense, um, the perimeter defense. Um, which which could be an issue other than the fact that you have Dylan Brooks, you have um, Desmond Bain, who are great defenders, and you have Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson inside. So it'll be interesting. Maybe a move for them would be to trade Steven Adams. Um, maybe just to try to flip it for a backup point guard, or not a backup point guard, backup shooting guard. And um, I'm trying to see. I don't see I think Melton was their backup shooting guard so um you know I think that would be like your empty spot unless you want Zaire Williams to be playing that spot I mean you could have Danny Green but like I said we just really don't know what his uh, mobility will be after that horrible injury at the end of the year you have Jared Culver I don't think you have much faith in him to become that better player um, and so I, I think that maybe getting rid of Steven Adams would be your play here. Uh, moving on to the Warriors, NBA champions returning. I think <laughs> I think that their roster is maybe a little worse than it was um, at the beginning of last year. Um, you're losing guys like Otto Porter Jr. and Gary Payton. Um, Gary Payton, I think, is probably the bigger one you lose just because he helped so much on the defensive end, helped you move the ball, and then he kind of ended up actually giving you quite a bit of scoring. Uh, in the playoffs, now it was a little inconsistent, but pretty helpful. Um, but you bring Dante DiVincenzo, who could kind of be that Gary Payton guy, probably not quite as good defender, but uh, still not a bad defender by any means. Um, and he's a better shooter than Gary Payton. Help you more on offensive end. Um, you bring in Patrick Baldwin Jr. Um, from Milwaukee. I haven't really seen much on him. So, and then he didn't play in the summer league, so we're not not sure what that potential could be. Um, they're definitely going more forward heavy. If if you see that, you have Moses Moody. You have um, Moses Moody is kind of interesting. I've seen him kind of play everything. You know, but he could be that backup three-ish. Um, but I think that's kind of what they're banking on. You know, bringing back Looney, bringing in Dante DiVincenzo. Um, so they're definitely kind of hoping that their younger guys, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, Jordan Poole, and even uh, James Wiseman, take a pretty big step um, forward. Now, watching the summer league a little bit, I got to watch kind of more Warriors than anybody else. I, I watch the Thunder a little bit too. Um, but watching Quindary Weatherspoon, he played great in just about every one of those games. So I think 
I, I would be surprised if he was not brought back. Um, and maybe seeing their lineup more of like their starting lineup being that death lineup with Jordan Poole in the game to start. Um, and Draymond at the four or Draymond at the five, maybe. Um, I don't know. That might rotate around quite often at, you know, sometimes they start like that. Sometimes they start with Jordan Poole coming off the bench, but I could also see Quindary Weatherspoon being that backup two or three or one or two, um, giving them a little bit more depth than maybe playing Moody at the three being Moody six, six kind of, and kind of that worked with clay, that fastball moving. So that's kind of where I could see Quindary Weatherspoon. Um, he played great for them. Now, I don't think he's going to be like an outstanding stud for them or anything, but I think they're really banking on Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody playing much better for them. And I think we saw in the summer league that Moses Moody was playing great. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga, his jump shot looked great. I think he looked a little flustered, like kind of being the guy on the team. So I think his minutes have definitely been better when Draymond Green's out there and Steph Curry's out there. I mean, of course, but it just gets him to slow down and, look at the shots and look at his other players in this team and run off screens and all that stuff. And they just look, he looks more calm and more comfortable out there with those other guys. So, but now that his shots getting there, I think that'll help them even more. Just spread the floor, you know, maybe run in a lineup where Kaminga's maybe even the five, um, or you put Draymond in at the five, Kaminga at the four, you know, Wiggs, Steph and Poole, you know, and so you could run variations of that or even bring in Moody. So, But I just think that their focus is bringing those young guys in. And maybe this is the one year that they don't get back to the finals. But then the following year, I think that they would just be as... as a, They'd probably be much better with your young guys getting a little bit more playtime experience. Uh, moving on from them to the Mavericks, I think they've made some okay moves. I think the Christian Wood move... Um, is okay. I think it 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 would have definitely helped against the Warriors to get um, Draymond to have to step up a little bit more to respect his shot. Whereas if he's guarding someone like Dwight Powell, he's just he's not going to get out there. So I think from that perspective, it's going to help. But I also think bringing in Javale McGee is a pretty good signing. Just so you need if you need another defensive anchor, you also have your shootings. Um, I don't think it was that bad that they didn't bring back Jalen Brunson after the big contract he wanted. You're getting Tim Hardaway Jr. back. You have Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, I, I don't think you're in like a horribly less spot that you are, but I just don't think you, if you're a Mavericks fan, that your team got much better than any of the other teams that were sitting around you, um, which I, th- I think is the unfortunate part for them that uh, they just kind of stayed where they are. And then they have so many guys, so many teams below them that were out because of injuries, like the Pelicans, the Clippers, the Nuggets, uh, maybe the Blazers. You never know with Dame coming back, the T-Wolves. You have teams like that who at least made efforts to get better. Now the only thing that the Mavericks have that none of those teams do is the Mavericks have Luka Doncic. And, you know, that speaks for itself. So I think it kind of depends on... Luca's uh, development and his growth and how much better he gets uh, to see if they can get him back to that spot. I just think that there's still too many pieces away to win a championship at this moment. Uh, moving on from the Mavs to the Pelicans, who didn't really make many moves. Now, that C.J. McCollum move, I would, I would kind of count as this year, but not really. 
Um, bringing him in really helped them. And now it's kind of going to be the big year, bringing uh, Zion back on a max and uh, him saying, like, hey, I'm not going to let the team down. And so I think this year could be a big year with the Pelicans, having a little bit of playoff experience. Um they got a lot of pieces, you know. You're st- I'm trying to think. I think like the point guard would be maybe their position that they're a little iffy on. They got Ho- uh, Jose Alvarado, who's a fine player, great defensive player. He just doesn't bring them much offense. So you have Devonte Graham. Um, he could run back and forth between the two of them. I just don't think either one is like tremendously great. Um, you have Herb Jones played great. You have a lot of defensive pieces. Um, Jackson Hayes was playing really good for you at the end of the year, so that's great to see. Unfortunately, your rookie, EJ Liddell, I believe they said towards ACL um, in that summer league game, which is very unfortunate. Um, yeah, that's that's very unfortunate um, just due to injuries, and I don't think he'd make any, uh, a return, so you're probably out, out him as well. But you have Trey Murphy. You have CJ, you have Larry Nance, who played great minutes. So you, you ha- I, th- I believe you have all the pieces here. You have the veterans, you have the young guys. Now, what Zion Williamson are you going to get is the important part, and how many games will he be able to play for you? That's kind of what it's going to come down to. And, and what you need is, you know, a Zion who's going to give you 27 on 60, 70% shooting. Um, moving on from them to the last team in the, in the West for the Ant category is going to be the the Thunder. Um, very similar to the Rockets. Signed Lou Dort to five-year, $87 million contract. Nothing crazy. I think it's a great grab. Lou Dort's kind of been their guy. Great defensive anger for them. Um, good for them. And then they grabbed a two-way player. Um, nothing crazy. Nothing to ruin their roster. They grabbed Chet. Chet's played great in the Summer League. Um, as well as Josh Giddy. So I think that's very exciting. Now you kind of push yourself a little bit more guard heavy um i believe lou dort could play the three um and you could run josh giddy and then um shea lou dort i'm kind of curious if you play chet at the four or the five um i would assume you you probably play him at the five and put um probably uh Jeremiah Robertson Earl, who played great in the summer league, um, actually had a lot of good moments. So I would assume him or um, Poku to play the center and put Chet at the at the four. So they have a lot of young guys. Aaron Wiggins played really good actually in the summer league as well. So did Poku the couple games he played. Trey Mann, I think, was the only one who, who didn't play great. Um, oh, and you have Darius Baisley, who you could play at the four as well. Um, so I think they're getting there. They just kind of need to work on some chemistry now, and you know they could start being a, a pretty dangerous team. Um, I would also actually add the Suns to this list. Um, I, you know, they just resigned Aiton for your uh, $133 million contract. Um, Devin Booker to a max. Uh, you bring in Damian Lee on a one-year. I'm assuming it's a minimal contract. Um, the only thing with the Suns, I just don't think you get much better 
you get older. Uh, as we saw, Chris Paul was struggling. Devin Booker played great, but you need him now to take an even bigger leap. Um, you know, you're probably going to have Dario Sarge back, which would be huge. Um, but Cameron Payne did not play good at all uh, in the playoffs for him. So I hope that I think that's kind of what they're hoping with Damian Lee. You're going to have Cam Johnson, and maybe you start Cam Johnson at the four instead of Crowder this year. Um, I mean, Jay Crowder was huge. Game, and he's kind of like their their dog factor for them. Um, I, I just unfortunately for them, I don't, s- I didn't see them get much better. They added eight, you know, they brought back Aiden on, you know, maybe what's a little bit overpaid for him, um, just because Chris Paul's been making him kind of who he is uh, as of recently. So you're really hoping that Aiden has something to prove and just becomes a dominant center. Um, but I, I think they're just in the eh. They didn't really get better. They added Josh Kogi, you know, which is going to give them a little bit more defense. Uh, I, I just unfortunately don't think defense is their problem. I think their problem was offense, um, especially against the Pelicans. They ran into just they couldn't score. They went sequences without scoring, and I think that would have been their bigger is their bigger issue is they just they needed to grab people to help them score. Um, there wasn't, you know, there's not a lot of guys out there, but maybe that Kyle Anderson would have helped them. Tyus Jones, I think Tyus Jones would have been better instead of Damian Lee. And I don't, I know they don't have crazy amount of contract, but maybe even going and getting Victor Oladipo would have been huge to have some more scoring off the bench. Um, throwing a contract to Zach Levine, you know, just stuff like that because they needed those scoring and, uh, Unfortunately, they haven't really filled that spot other than Booker. So you just rely so heavily on Devin Booker and Chris Paul to make every one of your shots, you know. And I think that's that was their issue at the during the playoffs, and that arguably would be their issue again. Uh, okay, so I think that I so to be fair, I think the Suns are kind of in that between that eh and bad in their in their off season. Uh, moving on from them, the Lakers I have as a as a bad. Um, they didn't really make a lot of moves in the offseason. The moves they did just doesn't make sense to me. Damian Jones, two-year. Loney Walker, one-year. Uh, Troy Brown and JTA. None of those guys are extremely great shooters. Um, Loney Walker's probably the greatest shooter. I don't know what his shooting percentage is, but it's nothing out of the... It's nothing amazing, you know, to be a catch-and-shoot. Um... They had great guys in the summer league that was exciting. You know, Scottie Pippen played great. I'm trying to remember they had another guy. Um, I'm blanking on his name, who's just doing great spot-up shooting, which could be very helpful for them. I think it was Cole uh, Swider. Swider, Swider. Um, of just guys who were catching and shooting, um, which is what they need. Um, now it'll be interesting to see if they end up trading Westbrook. Um, it'd probably be the smart decision for them. Um, but they just have so much cap right now. They don't have Carmelo anymore, I believe either. Um, well, maybe they do. Maybe they did resign Carmelo. Um, but unfortunately their roster didn't get better in the things that it needed to get better. However, if Anthony Davis comes out 
and becomes a 29-30 point game, 10 rebound, 2 blocks, they easily could be in the finals, you know. So it all depends on Anthony Davis and his worth, work ethic this year and how bad he wants to win. Uh, moving on to my only interesting team I have in the West is going to be the T-Wolves. They're, um, they made a lot of moves. <laughs> the only reason I put them in interesting is because I don't think it's fair to call them bad, but I don't think that their roster got to the point where it's championship contending. Um, they they grabbed Kyle Anderson, brought him back. They just signed Austin Reeves the other day. Austin Rivers, sorry. Um, who's, you know, two solid vets right there. Um, signed Cat to the Supermax, and then they did the trade that we all talk about right now is the Rudy Gobert trade. Now, the issue I have with the Rudy Gobert trade is it the issues with Rudy Gobert is going to be the same here in uh, Minnesota as it was in Utah. The Timberwolves do not have a lot of perimeter defenders, and the one that they do, Anthony Edwards, is kind of like a Royce O'Neal. He's okay. He just doesn't really try, and then he gets exposed, and then, you know. But you look at the rest, you know, you you lost Josh Okogie, which is going to kind of not make your team worse, but it's going to lose your defending. And then you have um, Jaden McDaniels. Um, and so, and he's your only defense, but it's also another big guy. So you just have so many big defenders that it doesn't really help you on that sense. Um, so, and then, you know, Cat and Rudy Gobert, I, I, the only thing I can picture is them going in a small ball lineup and just getting exposed by the Warriors or the Suns or someone who runs small ball who can run and gun it, I think is going to be is, is going to be an issue for them. Um, because, yes, you know, the T-Wolves might be getting dunks and layups, but the Warriors are throwing in threes. They're getting and ones they're beating you down the court so you get a layup and they're already down the court scoring another one so i think that could be an issue um they grab wendell Moore. i think that's a it's a good grab good rookie signing um yeah you have Jaden mcdaniels who you're you're hoping is going to take a little um who's going to develop a little bit more as long um along with Jalen noel as uh, as well um, two young guys that haven't really produced much for you um, coming into a couple, couple of their last years of their contracts. Or you're hoping that they'll take a step above, maybe hoping that D'Lo will be a little bit more consistent. I think that was a pretty big problem is his inconsistency. Um, you bring Brian Forbes in. So they made a lot of moves. They definitely made an effort to be better. And I, I think overall they are a little bit better. I just don't know if they are title contenders um unless anthony edwards can average up of 30 30 points you know um and just lock in on the defensive end i think is going to be the the big one um because defense is is their real issue so so that'll be interesting I, i i think to say that the moves that they did were pointless and useless is a little harsh now they gave up a lot of picks for Rudy Gobert so if it doesn't work with Rudy Gobert it's going to be very rough for them to bounce back 
All right, moving on to the east. Um, going back to the good. Let's just let's go back to the good. Um, starting at the top, I think the Pistons definitely made made some good grabs. Now, Jay Nivey, I think, is going to be really great for them um, to run alongside Cade. I think that that's just going to be an outstanding duo and a one-two punch kind of. They're just kind of different players, but they should work really well in the backcourt together. Um, you bring in Marvin Bagley on a relatively cheap deal. We kind of know what his ceiling could be. We've just never gotten that. So, you know, it's like throwing a dog a bone. Like you just kind of hope you're going to get something out of it. So I don't think it's anything bad. Um, you bring in Kevin Knox, who I thought played great for Atlanta in the playoffs or at the end of the year. Um, didn't really get an opportunity to play, but when he did, he came in and gave buckets. So they're just taking chances with these young players, Buddy Boheme as well, that, hey, like we got roster spots to fill. Come fill them. Come help us out. So I think they're going to be a fun t- and interesting team. I don't think you know they're playoff worthy. I don't even think they're playing worthy, but I think they're getting closer and closer. Uh, moving on from them, uh, the Cavs. Nothing crazy, but bringing back Ricky Rubio was huge. Um, he was a big part of their good start at the beginning. Darius Garland, you know, bring him back. Uh, and then Robin Lopez on a one-year minimum, just another vet. Um, I, I, I think it could be good for them. Now, it's it's probably more of an eh. They're probably in, in between that good and eh. Um, we'll see what happens with Colin Sexton if they end up bringing back Colin Sexton. I think he would be a good piece for them as well just to give them a little bit more scoring. Um, and I think that would really help them. Um, it's kind of what they they were missing a little bit. But you have Evan Mobley who's going to take a, another step up. Um, Jared Allen... Isaac Coro, who you're hoping will be maybe a little bit better. So you have all these guys, young guys, who you were close. You should have made the playoffs last year. You kind of blew it in the bubble, but or not in the bubble, but in the play-in. So hopefully next year they can hold it tight. I think the, the East definitely got better, so we'll see. But I think overall that they made moves to keep themselves in contention. Uh, moving on from the Cavs, I think the Bulls are also another team who made a little bit more splash kind of figured out where where they struggled so first off they bring Zach Levine back on a on a max which is huge you know for a guy who was like contemplating not coming back maybe coming back not coming back you know so bringing him back was huge um you bring in Andre Drummond on a really cheap contract nothing to lose I think he could be a solid grab solid pick um just to come off the bench and Kind of be like what DeMarcus Cousins was for the Nuggets and kind of not lead that second unit, but help you guys out. You're also bringing in Goran Dragic, who should be able to do the same thing, who played with Andre Drummond last year, so they should be able to play well. Now, Goran Dragic is interesting because if I was the Bulls, I think playing Lonzo and uh, Ayo DeSumo would be more of my priority. Um, now Lonzo's got to stay healthy is kind of going to be the big thing on this team as well. I think he would have helped a lot in the Bucks series. Now I don't think they would have won the series. I just think it would have helped a lot more with Lonzo running people off the perimeter, helping DeMar. So DeMar's not just pulling up and spinning and creating his own shot every single time, but he hasn't been healthy. And I think that's going to be the big issue with Lonzo is he just needs to stay healthy. 
and he could be a huge piece. He's been shooting great. He helps space the floor. So, And then you also have um, Ayo DeSumo, who played great at the end of the year, played good in the playoffs. Um, and, and you have Kobe White. So you have a lot of guards to add Goran Dragic. It's going to be very interesting to see where he plays and how much he gets to play. Or they might even trade Kobe White for another piece just to make him a little bit better. Maybe like an, a backup three. Just someone who can kind of push him over the edge of, you know, that bottom six, seven, eight seed to being a top team and maybe even a contender. Um, going to the Celtics, I think the Celtics are also a winner. Bringing in Malcolm Brogdon for literally nothing, you might as well, you know. Um, you have nothing to lose. You were two games away from winning it. You got to sell out. You got to try to do everything you can to keep that core together and try to win a title. Um, before the egos kind of get in their way. You bring Gallinari, who's also another spot-up shooter. Um, I I think that nothing really needs to be said. They're, they've restocked, they've reloaded, and they have the most motivation of any team that they just lost, and uh, and they need to win. They have the most... What's the right word? The most uh, com- confidence or... Um, they have determination. You know they they have the biggest reason to win, the biggest motivation to fight to win. Moving on from them, I think the team that got the best this off season um, is going to be the 76ers. I think they made a lot of moves. Um, now, I don't believe at this moment that James Harden has officially resigned with them, um, but. He said he's made. He'll take a pay cut to make the team better. So I think that's going to be huge. They brought in Daniel House, um, and I think their biggest signing was PJ Tucker. Um, that that's a huge piece for them. Very important. And then on top of that, they also get DeAnthony Melton to give them just a little bit more bench. Um, and I think that's going to be huge for them, especially with other teams in the top not getting much better. Now they might run in. To an issue with the Celtics. However, the Celtics might face the same issue with Joel Embiid getting, you know, just being a problem. So, so I I think the Sixers got much much better. Uh, moving to the ant category for the East, I have the Pacers grabbing Jalen Smith. Nothing crazy. I I I really don't think that that they did anything else. Um, you know, you have your young guys. You. You really didn't need to add a lot. Um, you just want to let your young guys play and see. You know, you have Tyrese Halliburton. Grabbing Jalen Smith could be huge for them. Um, Chris Duarte. Um, you have Isaiah Jackson, who was your rookie last year. You still have Miles Turner, so maybe I would like to see Miles Turner get traded uh, just for some more young pieces. You grab, you know, Aaron Naismith from the Malcolm Brogdon trade. Um, you have my guy, Andrew Nemhard. Um, who I think could be a really good piece in just creating for all your shooters and your young assets. And he just has such a experienced um, mindset compared to some of these younger guys that, that he could be a pretty big piece for them. So I'm excited to see what he does for them. Um, you know, and, and maybe even trade Buddy Heald as well. Um, you have Goga. Um, Try to think. Benedict Matherin was your draft pick this year at Arizona. Um, kind of two of the older guys in the draft, 
and Andrew Nemhart. So you have more NBA ready guys. So I think that you know playing your younger guys and just giving them an opportunity could be very exciting. Or it could also be the opposite, and this could just be be one of the most boring teams to play, as they don't have they have one guy in their roster making over ten million dollars, and that's uh, Miles Turner, who I think could get traded pretty easily. So it's a young team, nothing crazy, nothing to ruin them. So it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, moving on, the Pacers, I have the Knicks as just kind of an. Eh. I mean, they they it's more of what they missed out on than what they brought in. They bring in um, Mitchell Robinson on his four-year, $60 million. They bring in Jalen Brunson on his five-year, $106 million, $104 million, whatever his contract was. Um, big pieces that you will hope make your team better. Unfortunately, I don't think Jalen Brunson is worth that much money. Um, and who knows how he'll play with R.J. Barrett, you know, Cam Reddish, and... Randall and Robinson, you know, it's just, it's very interesting because he only played good kind of once Luka got out. Then in the playoffs, you know, he had his ups and downs, played pretty good the first couple series, played really bad in the Warriors series. So it'll just be interesting to see what he does and what, what he gives you guys or what he gives the Knicks. But I just overall don't think that they got too much better. Uh, moving on to the Knicks. Um, the Raptors, nothing crazy. Resigned Chris Boucher, um, brought in Otto Porter Jr. You know, it, it could be interesting if if they can land Kevin Durant. Um, I don't know if they can. I don't know if Katie wants to go and play in Toronto. They definitely have the pieces to give up. But um, just your improvement from Scotty Barnes, OG, Fred, Pascal, like that's going to be and even Precious, that's kind of be what you're hoping, and, and Gary Trent, that's just the synergy of those five guys, just grow stronger, and that Scotty Barnes and um, OG Aganobi, Ananobi learn how to play with each other and know how to, when one's hot, the other one can get hot, when one's cold, the other one can get hot, or whatever it is, just to find that balance. Moving on from them, the last end team I have for uh, for the East, the Bucks. I think... Um, they didn't really need a lot of pieces. They re-signed Bobby Portis. Great. Grab Joe Ingles, I believe, on what a, what's a one-year vetman. Um, he's going to be a really good grab for them. Just a little bit more shooting. Nothing crazy. Um, hopefully you have a Chris Middleton who's healthy. Drew Holiday. Giannis. <laughs> you know, they should still be the favorites coming out of the East. You know, especially with everything that's going on with the Nets, and even what we saw with the Nets in the playoffs last year, they just couldn't put a piece, uh, couldn't piece it together. Um, moving on to the bad, I think the Wizards are one of those teams. Um, they re-signed Bradley Beal to a five-year, $251 million contract, another one of the most expensive contracts in the league right now. Um, you know, nothing bad. I mean, we all expected it coming. Bradley Beal is a great player. Um, unfortunately, that roster is not good. Um, they also bring in Anthony Gill. Who cares? <laughs> you know, DeLon Wright. Nothing crazy. And Taj Gibson, who's extremely old. So now you're, you know, no one that really affects your roster. Um, 
You have Will Barton. Didn't see that. Um, that's a pretty good signing. He's getting a little older, but you have him. Um, so, but if if I was you, you know, you're just you're hoping that Rui and Corey and Kyle Kuzma. Um, Um, Chris Stapps, Danny Avdia, Avdia, all take a big stride in becoming better. Um, oh, that's right. Nuggets trade Will Barton and Monte Morris for, for KCP um, and Ish Smith. So you're kind of just hoping that those guys take those strides to be a little bit better and I, I don't know. I, I really don't see this roster being that playoff, uh, a playoff roster, unless Kyle Kuzma becomes that, you know, dog and a great scorer, and Corey Kisper can be a spot-up shooter, you know, and Porzingis plays like he did his first couple years in New York. Unfortunately, we haven't gotten that out of him. So I just, I just unfortunately don't think the Wizards have gotten better. Um, and signing Bradley Beal is unfortunate for him because he's just kind of stuck there now. Uh, another team who hasn't really done anything is uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I think that they've probably been one of the worst teams in free agency. Um, you haven't been able to sign Miles Bridges with all, all his stuff going on. Uh, you lost Montrez Harrell. You still have Gordon Hayward. You didn't even play um, James Booknight in the summer league which i thought was really weird um especially because he didn't play in the season so i just they didn't really do anything don't really have great pieces um but it could all change really quickly they could trade gordon hayward trade Montrose harrell um just for some younger assets start playing james book in the backcourt with Lamelo, um and I, I think that they could get better along with playing kai jones you know, I think you could get much better. Maybe even trade Kelly Oubre, who's been super inconsistent. So, but I, right now they just haven't done anything to improve their roster. I I think that they should trade a couple pieces and they can make steps forward. Um, but very interesting. We'll, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, moving on to my last team in the bad, I have uh, the Miami Heat. Um, the Miami Heat literally didn't do much um definitely got worse um for a team that wants to contend um i I think you got much worse um you re-signed victor oladipo it's great he played pretty good in, in the playoffs there um but you know other than that you know you found a gem in max Struess and gabe vincent great players um you should probably trade Duncan Robinson. That's what I would do. And maybe even Tyler Hero. Um, just because he wants to start and you don't want to start him. Um, you also need to try to get more out of Kyle Lowry. You got Nikola uh, Jovich, who did not play very well in the summer league. So that'll be interesting as well to see if they, you know, who they pick up from their rookie class. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, you, you brought back Dwayne Dedman, who. I don't know if it was really necessary to bring him back, but you did. And so it, it, all the teams around you got better. You know, the Celtics made an effort to get better. The Bucks, the Sixers, um, the Bulls, 
all these teams got better. Even the Hawks made a big improvements to get better. And they just, they, they got worse. They definitely got worse losing P.J. Tucker. So, um, I don't think that they'll have as great of a year, but we'll see. Uh, moving on from them to team, I have two teams that are interesting to me. Um, the first one is the Hawks. Um, it's hard to kind of give them a grade because we don't know how this DeJounte Murray, Trey Young thing is going to work out. It's very interesting because Trey Young is a player who holds the ball a lot, or so is DeJounte Murray. So seeing which player is going to kind of take control of the offense, it's just going to be interesting and just something we'll have to watch over time and, you know, really hope that it works out for Atlanta. Otherwise, they're, they're going to be in a pretty bad spot. Um, other than that, you know, they bring in Frank, Frank Kaminsky, trade away, uh, Kevin Herter. You know, I would assume that they're going to trade Clint Capella and John Collins here. We'll see what they can get for that. But other than that, it's just kind of a waiting game for them till the regular season. Um, the other team that I have is very interesting is uh, the Nets. Uh, you know, as, as of this moment, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have not been traded yet. And uh, you would think that they would still come back and play after Kyrie picked up his option. And uh, they traded away Royce O'Neal. Or, sorry, they traded for Royce O'Neal for a first-round pick. Give him a little bit more defense. They bring back Patty Mills, bring back Nick Claxton. They even signed TJ Warren. So it's, it's very interesting if they're trying to send away these players, why are they signing so many of these vets? Um, but it also makes sense with what they're asking for for these players. But it also, like, these players are worth that and many more. So they're just a very interesting team. Um, only time will tell with them uh, on what's going on and all that stuff. So kind of just watching to see if, a team will actually make a trade for Kevin Durant and who has the assets and if Kevin Durant wants to play for those teams. So it's kind of just a wait in here. We assume maybe Kyrie Irving will get traded too. So so we'll just see. Uh, and then <laughs> the one team I have, and I just don't know what they're doing, is uh, the Magic. Um, you know, it's they're just a young team, I guess, bringing in young pieces. I didn't get the Gary Harris signing. Um, probably should let him walk or trade him maybe maybe him and i believe terrence ross is still on the roster um but to trade those guys to, to bring them back is just kind of weird uh you think you want to trade them you got so many young assets so many young point guards um gary harris is kind of a lot older than most of them so to bring him back would be weird yeah and you have terrence ross um, those are the only guys above 25, so, and Devin Can- Kennedy, I don't even know who that is, um, but you'd think you'd want to let your younger guys play, so, so it'll be very interesting to see what they do, um, what their moves are, uh, Paulo played great, which is exciting for them, um, you still have Chuma, Jonathan Isaac should be coming back, so, it, it should be a, a pretty good year for them, and, uh, it, it'll be interesting to watch. Well, guys, that is all 30 teams uh, in the NBA. Um, I think next time we'll maybe be doing some fantasy football, preparing you guys for that, giving you guys just our sleepers, our knowledge, 
tops of each position. Uh, join me next time on From the Sound.